Welcome to another episode of the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. Today, I am joined by Taylor McTeague to discuss the low-hanging fruits of fitness. Taylor is a NASM-certified personal trainer, ACE-certified nutrition specialist, and fellow DPT student. Taylor and I have been friends for a long time and share a passion for goal setting, creating healthy habits, and making fitness sustainable. She has lots of insight from both personal and professional experience about lifestyle change and health promotion. I am impressed by all the knowledge that she has to share, and it made for an awesome conversation. So enjoy this episode with Taylor. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. Today, I am joined by one of my good friends who I'm super excited to have on the podcast. Taylor, thanks for coming on. Of course. Um, So Taylor, before we dive into our topic today, I would just love for you to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I have known Julie for years, first of all. (laughs) We went to high school together. Um, But I am a second year PT student at Stony Brook University on Long Island. Uh, I am also a NASM certified personal trainer and an ACE certified nutrition specialist. Um, And I'm just someone who I love moving my body. I love listening to my body. And I'm just on a journey of finding balance and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, I love that. So as you guys can see, Taylor and I share a lot of common interest, and she has done a lot to level up her understanding of health and fitness. Um, so today, we are going to be diving into the low-hanging fruit of fitness. So by that, we mean what are kind of the simple, easy-to-reach, easy-to-do things that can help you achieve a healthier body, a healthier mind, and reach your fitness goals. Something that Taylor and I both, you know, love to do, the simple stuff, right? Oh, yeah. My yeah. <laughs> so let's kind of dive into our first one. What do we got, Taylor? Okay, so the first topic we're going to talk about are just daily steps. So I think Julie focuses on this a little bit more than I do, um, but daily steps can be very easy to track. You can do them any time of day, and you can make it social and make it fun. For me, I don't so much track my steps. If I see I hit 10,000 steps, that's great. But if not, if I can just either go for a walk during lunch, if I'm on clinical or during work, walk my dog in the morning, just be active. Um, If I feel like I've been sitting too much, just get up and move. I do enjoy those little um, notifications on my watch that tell me I've been sitting for too Mm -hmm. long. Um, Kind of makes me feel guilty, but it's just an easy thing to do and an easy way to start. Yeah, definitely. I think that I love the idea of a daily walk or counting steps because anybody can go outside and walk, right? Like, A lot of us, when we start a new fitness journey, it's like, oh, you got to go like join this gym and do Orange Theory and, you know, just start with the simple stuff. Start with the walking. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, for myself personally, I don't really track step count right now because I actually haven't been wearing my Apple Watch for a while. Um, But doing a daily walk is awesome, not only for just like your physical health, but doesn't it just feel great to like get outside? I love it. I went for a walk the other day. If I just pop on a great podcast like this one, yeah. or any other ones that really motivate me or, you know, are positive, just even if it's 20 minutes, I, if I feel a difference in my body when I'm walking a little bit extra on top of working out and eating good. Yeah, definitely. And I like what you mentioned about, like, even in the middle of the day um, while you were on clinical, when I was on clinical over the summer in Philly, if I had an extra 10 minutes during lunch, I would do a quick lap around the block, you know? Mm-hmm. And what I noticed was a lot of the PTs that I worked with did it together, yes, which was really cool. So like it goes to show no matter where you work, 
if you have a lunch break, invite one of your coworkers mm-hmm. to, you know, join you outside when the weather's nice mm-hmm. and you'll be amazed at how good it feels. And if you can make a habit out of it, it's just a great way to, you know, burn some extra calories and move your body, like you said. Absolutely. Yeah, love that one. Um, another tip that we want to talk about is hydration. We know that drinking water is important, and I will be the first to say there are some days that I don't do enough of it. It's definitely hard to, like, keep track of it, and sometimes you forget when you're busy, right? Um, But hydration is important for all kinds of things, right? Like, it's important for our body systems, digestion, um, for your muscles. So, like, we know that we need to drink water, but do you have any tips of, like, how are you with your hydration? Do you feel like you're pretty on track with it? I do. I think I almost drink too much water (laughs) too often, to be honest. I always have a water bottle on me. Good. You know, I have one, and that's the same one. I wash it every day. I use it every day. Um, I'm constantly drinking water, which is a great thing. I mean, I run to the bathroom probably more frequently than most. No, it's good, though. What do you you think makes it easy for you to do that? I think I've just made it a habit for Mm -hmm. years. First thing I do is drink water in the morning, during my workout, during a certain amount of sets, I'll do it. But just, I always have it next to me, so it's Mm -hmm. always very reachable and attainable. Um, I think for those, I know some people don't enjoy the taste of water. Not that there's a taste, but some people just don't like drinking water. No, that's true, yeah. Um, So you have to find little habits for you that will remind you. Um, I know they have water bottles with the whole hour marks. I think that may be helpful helpful for some people. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to consistently drink water throughout the day and stay on track. I'm not saying to bring a whole jug or gallon around, um, but you can get a cheap one on Amazon that kind of just reminds you and keeps you in check during the day. Yeah, especially if you get, like, a cute reusable water bottle. They have so many now that are, like, fun to drink out of. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you mentioned, some people just hate water, so Mm -hmm. maybe get one of those, like, flavor things that you can squirt a little bit Mm -hmm. of lemon or something to make it taste better. Um, And even, like, drinking things like Propel or um, even, like, seltzer water, like, it's still water, you know? So definitely making sure that you're doing that throughout the day. And one thing that I've learned from some different people that I've listened to is that hydration is really important for weight loss. So like if you're somebody who's looking to lose weight or just attain a healthier body composition, Mm -hmm. all of the processes in your body, including building muscle, burning fat, like if you look up the biochemical reactions, Mm -hmm. they all need water. It's so important more than just, it's going to make you feel good when you drink water. It's going to make you feel more energized. Um, you'll be able to focus a little bit more, but like you said, on like a cellular level, it does so much for your body. Yeah, definitely. So an easy, you know, thing that you can do there. Um, awesome. Taylor, what's our next one? Okay. Our next one, which is probably one of my favorites is eating whole foods. So this means eating nutrient dense food, food that contain essential vitamins, essential macros and micronutrients. Um, these whole foods are easily digestible and it helps us avoid excess calories and processed foods. So this is something I've kind of changed the past few years of how I eat. When I first got into fitness, I was eating, you know, the protein cookies, the protein bars, the protein shakes, Mm -hmm. the protein, and everything in them is all chemicals and, you know, really not great for you, um, which is how they kind of advertise it. But just eating real food. So foods that when you look at them, they're going to look like that in nature for the most part. You're Mm -hmm. eating real nutrients real ingredients um personally i feel so much better when i eat this way my digestion is a million times better um just the less processed food i feel the difference and every now and then i'll have you know processed bag of cookies and my body tells me right away yeah isn't it amazing i'm not a fan of it anymore because i've been so accustomed to eating in that way um 
it just, it's so good for you. I don't know. How do you feel about this? Topic? Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because I agree with you. This is something that I really didn't care much about until pretty recently. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because I was like naive to the fact that whole foods are great. I just mm-hmm. wasn't really paying attention to how my body felt. Right. Mm-hmm. And like you said, um, with a lot of these packaged foods, there's a place for them, you know, like mm-hmm. you might not need to cut them out entirely. Mm-hmm. I do like protein bars, but when you look at a protein bar, you might notice that some have less of these additives to them and um you know like a clean protein source is important things like that Mm -hmm. but even just in terms of digestion Mm -hmm. like this could be eating whole foods could be a whole episode in itself there Mm -hmm. are so many benefits but i have been paying a lot more attention to just like my gut and how i feel my energy levels Mm -hmm. and um actually as we're recording this it i just had a little bit of a vacation i was away for five days you know, when you're on the go, you're eating all kinds of different stuff, eating out at restaurants. And my boyfriend and I were both just like, oh my God, we're so bloated. And like, all I have is like, you know, some pasta at an Italian place, some fish, but like, it's not necessarily just the foods that you're eating. It's how they are, um, how they are made, Mm -hmm. you know, how they're prepared. So like the extra oils and, um, a lot of salt added things like that. You just might not feel great. Mm -hmm. Right. And then in terms of digestion, If you're eating, let's say, protein from, like, a protein bar Mm -hmm. versus protein from chicken breast, Mm -hmm. our bodies crave natural foods. So let's say you want to get 20 grams of protein at a meal. The 20 grams from the chicken breast is likely to all be used for energy and all contribute to your muscle mass, whereas the 20 grams in the protein bar, some of that might just be excreted because it's harder to digest. Absolutely. You know, so it's tricky. I mean, what are some strategies The the barrier to whole foods is like it's more work right to like prepare them and cook them and so what are some things that you do to incorporate it into your diet we can we'll definitely talk this is kind of leading into our next topic um but i think it's first kind of reflecting what you are eating how these foods make you feel um and then i kind of just did my own research and looked into you know i'm on a busy schedule all the time when i'm in school and in clinical i'm running around so that involves some planning ahead of time um, but first of all, finding the whole foods that you like to eat mm-hmm. because no one's telling you to eat. I don't know. I don't know what I don't like. That's like, like Hey, if, if like, you don't like chicken breast, yeah, don't, don't eat, eat it. Find, don't some, eat find something that you like, you know? Um, but just taking the time to kind of plan ahead of time and go get those foods. Sometimes it could be a little bit pricier, but it's really not as expensive. I think as most people think, mm-hmm. and you have to look at it as you're investing in yourself. Totally. I think with whole foods, um, when you're eating natural foods, they may go bad a little bit quicker. So you may be running to the grocery store a little bit more frequently than you may have been previously. Um, but I think it's just kind of creating a plan ahead of time, making sure you're stocked up on whole foods. So I'm someone who I try to eat fruits or vegetables almost at every meal. Mm-hmm. I try to eat protein at every meal. So a source of like carbs, fats, proteins. Um, but instead of like a bag of processed chips for snacks they'll have you know a banana or a halo a clementine mm-hmm. things like that um and kind of just set myself up and the things that make me feel good the things that are gonna make me full a lot of whole foods are very high volume so they're gonna satiate you and mm-hmm. you know make you feel fuller for longer as opposed to a bag of chips or yeah totally something like that cookies and i love that we keep going back to this point of self-awareness because for me personally when i first started getting interested in health and fitness which was probably like my senior year of college you know I had always been an athlete but I really didn't like 
care about all this extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was tracking my macros and I was like a big if it fits your macros girl. Oh, yeah. Like eat whatever the hell you want mm-hmm. as long as you're hitting your carbs and your protein and your fat. Mm-hmm. And not in terms of your goals, you can 100% still lose weight or gain muscle if you're doing that. Yes. But you might feel like shit because of the inflammation and these mm-hmm. foods that just kind of aren't really easy for your body to handle. So now that I'm paying more attention to how my body feels and my mind feels like I've learned that yeah a lot of those like snack foods and stuff like that like can you eat it yes but if it's gonna like make you feel crappy and decrease your energy and it's like is it really worth it Mm -hmm. you know so that being said if you're listening to this and you are looking to have more energy and just feel better in your own body you know it's not just how you look in the mirror but it's how you feel Mm -hmm. right And whole foods are definitely just, it's giving your body the best chance to feel its best. Mm -hmm. You know, think about all the stress that we're under day to day with work and with school. Like, you don't need to be giving your body more stress by putting things in it that it doesn't like. Yeah, and everyone's different. I mean, Mm -hmm. different things will work for your body. I think the first thing is just being mindful of what you're putting into your body and how it makes you feel. When I kind of made the switch um, of eating a little bit more whole foods based, you know, I thought I felt great with what I was eating originally when I was an athlete mm-hmm. years ago. You know, I could eat whatever and I felt fine. I could run around like no problem. But once I started making those changes, I felt like I had more energy. I was sleeping a bit better. Um, so it wasn't that I was feeling bad in the first place, but I felt better when I was eating whole foods. Exactly. And then when I would, you know, I'm at a family party. Okay, I'll have a cookie here. I'll have something there. And then I go back to those processed foods. I feel that right away and I don't feel great. So it's more so enhancing your body and enhancing how you feel in general just with the fuel that you're using. Yeah, definitely. Um, I totally agree with you. I didn't, I say all the time, I didn't realize how not so great I felt until Mm -hmm. I started feeling better. Mm -hmm. And I was performing, you know, I was an Mm -hmm. athlete too and um, always been busy, always been active. But like I was having these, you know, inflammatory type of things going Mm -hmm. on that I was just ignoring. I attributed it to being normal. Mm -hmm. And now that I've made some changes... Um, and like you said, everybody's different. This will also help you being more aware of how foods make you feel will help you maybe root out any sensitivities that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few months ago, I discovered that I have a gluten sensitivity mm-hmm. and it's something that I'm learning more about. And I don't think it's going to be a forever thing mm-hmm. because I haven't always had it. Um, but that being said, now that I don't eat gluten, I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any, was there anything that you kind of discovered that like doesn't really cooperate well with you that now you try to avoid? Um, I have done food, what is it? Sensitivity or intolerance tested tests. I think I did an allergy test Okay. and nothing came up, which I was like kind of annoyed with because there were things that just didn't sit well with mm-hmm. me. I had pasta and I did not feel good, but I thought it was normal because for years I'd eat something and I would be so bloated, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that a lot of people are more aware of, especially females, just bloating in general, mm-hmm. and just gut health as a topic in whole. Um, but I would eat all these foods, and I just thought it was normal to bloat, but then I made some switches. I didn't have any intolerances, but I kind of fiddled with the low FODMAP diet mm-hmm. and kind of tailored it to myself and was just more mindful of what I ate and how things made me feel. I'd have something and then I'd go to have it another time and just kind of think back to how I felt last time eating it. And I was like, you know what? It's really not worth it to me. Mm-hmm. But I love pasta. And for that's one example. But every time I'd have pasta, I would feel like crap. Mm-hmm. So I made a switch. I forget the brand of it. I think it's Barilla. I don't know how to say it. 
Um, but it's, it's protein pasta, but it's made of peas and plants and things like that. So it kind of does cut out some of the gluten mm-hmm. and I can have that no problem and I feel absolutely fine. So it's the same food that I essentially always enjoy to taste the same to me, but it just has different ingredients and more whole food ingredients, um, that I've noticed. So I just make little changes here and there. And overall, when I eat things that are whole foods based, I just feel better overall. Definitely. Yeah, I love that. And again, exercise and movement is important. But Mm -hmm. if you feel like you don't have a whole lot of time in your day right now to make those changes, start with your diet, start with Mm -hmm. your food, you'll be amazed at how you feel. Oh, yeah, that's number one. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. So continuing on the topic of food, um, another awesome thing that can help you improve your health is meal prepping. So we just spoke about, you know, the importance of whole foods. But like we said, one of the barriers is that there's a little more work involved. You know, if you buy like a microwave mac and cheese, it's going to take you two minutes to make it and eat it. But when you're eating whole foods, there might be a little more work involved. So a strategy that works for so many people is planning what you're going to eat and then preparing it ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Um, For a lot of people, they do this on the weekend. Mm -hmm. I definitely was a meal prep Sunday girl for a, Mm -hmm. a long time. Um, and with the variance in my schedule over the last few months, it's kind of varied on the day that I cook, but I'm definitely looking forward to when I start clinical, getting back into that Sunday routine of prepping some foods. Mm -hmm. Um, what is your experience with meal prepping? Do you do anything like this? I do. And I think it comes full circle. I think first of all, this goes with not just food, but diet, exercise, everything is, I think the quote is failing to plan is planning to fail. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think once you start eating whole foods or eating a little bit differently that fuels your body, it's going to be worth it for you to kind of prep those things ahead of time. And when you have things prepped, you're less likely to make, you know, those poorer choices of food that aren't going to fuel your body as well. Mm-hmm. If you have a salad prepped for lunch and you're starving at clinical at work, you're going to eat the salad, mm-hmm. you know, and it's going to fuel you up. It's going to make you feel good. Um, so I personally, I pick very simple things. I'm very lucky that I can eat the same thing every single day and not get sick of it. Yeah. Is that great for my body? Probably not for my gut health. I probably should mix it up. But um, just finding foods that you genuinely like. Eating whole foods doesn't mean that, you know, you're eating foods that you hate the whole time and you're not eating foods that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, but ahead of time, just preparing those things. So either, you know, I make little snack bags of carrots and, I don't know, halos, like clementines, things like that. Like, I prep everything ahead of time. So, you know, if I'm leaving the house at 6 a.m. to go to work and go for a full day... I have things prepped the night before and it's just, it's become so routine to me that it's not, I don't have to think twice about it and yeah. I enjoy doing it because I know I'm setting myself up for success and to feel good each day. So I will, you know, cook chicken or cook some vegetables either on the weekend or a weeknight that I have some free time. Um, but I probably do about twice a week, but you know, it's worth it to me. Yeah, that's awesome. And like you said, doing it at nighttime is really helpful too. Cause if mm-hmm. you think about it, you're going to have to cook the food at some point throughout the week. Like mm-hmm. some people avoid meal prepping because they're like, I don't have, you know, two hours to do that work. But mm-hmm. if you think about it, putting in an hour or two on a Sunday night mm-hmm. is going to save you time on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday in the middle of your day mm-hmm. when you can just reach into the fridge and grab some of that food, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm very lucky because I don't know, you know, who listens to your podcast, but I cook for myself. I live with roommates, but I'm not cooking for a family or for, right, you right. know, a significant... It's always for myself. So I always have leftovers. So I probably cook dinner about two to three times a week. Mm-hmm. And then the rest, I'm just throwing in a container, ready to go for the next night. Like, I'm not cooking every single night. Right. But, you know, I'm taking leftovers. I don't want to go, it to go to waste. Um, 
So, you know, it takes maybe an hour of your time. Mm-hmm. I usually am multitasking, watching YouTube or something at the yeah. same time. But then I'm prepped for the next two nights and ready to go. Definitely. And we love convenience as human beings, right? Like if you look at anything that's popular in our culture, it's all because of convenience. Mm -hmm. So set yourself up for success by making those healthy choices convenient. Mm -hmm. Initially, the package of raw chicken in your fridge Mm -hmm. is not convenient. So if you wait until Tuesday night when you get home from work to cook, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to be like, eh, I'd rather just order takeout. Mm -hmm. But if you do it on the weekend when you have the time and the energy, now it's convenient, right? And I know it's it's easier said than done, but once you get into it, it, it becomes a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, and another point that you made earlier that is a barrier for some people that works well for you is you can eat the same thing day-to-day mm-hmm. for the most part. I agree with you, and I think it goes back to the fact that you know how good you feel when you eat certain foods, that it's mm-hmm. kind of like, hey, I'm going to feel great, so I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for people who struggle with that, one tip that I've heard that a lot of people do is meal prepping certain parts of the meal. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you're somebody who likes to eat chicken or mm-hmm. pork or beef, whatever it is, mm-hmm. maybe on Sunday night, you cook like two pounds of your protein and just put it in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Maybe you season it a little bit, but for the most part, it's just hanging in the fridge. Mm-hmm. And then you get to decide throughout the week what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So maybe you throw it in a tortilla and make a wrap for lunch, or maybe you throw it over a salad, mm-hmm. or maybe you put it with rice and vegetables. So the hard part of the meal, the time-consuming part, which tends to be the protein, is Mm -hmm. done. Same thing with veggies, right? Like, if you want to microwave veggies, roast them in the oven, even just meal prepping parts of your meal, especially the important parts, that lean protein, those veggies, like, do that ahead of time at least, and then you can ask yourself, all right, do I want to put this in pasta, a salad? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you still get that flexibility. Yeah, I personally use an air fryer to make my chicken. I'm obsessed. I'm a big air fryer fryer fan myself. Yeah, it's 20 minutes to make chicken, so Uh it's great. Um, But that's a great point. I think, you know, once you get into this more of a routine, I think consistency is always, you know, the best thing for you. Mm -hmm. Um, But you'll have your go-to meals. You have chicken, you have ground turkey, you know, already prepped. Okay, I can make a salad, I can make pasta with it. Like, you're going to have, you know, your little bag of tools, a little bag of, like, dinners that you can make or lunches. So it'll become more of a no-brainer. Yeah, for sure. And, And one more tip I'll make kind of goes along with whole foods and meal prepping Mm -hmm. um is sometimes whole foods are boring to some right Mm -hmm. sometimes you get sick of chicken or ground turkey whatever it is so dive into some different seasonings oh yeah i have found that a good seasoning that you love is so powerful like if you're sick of eating like roasted vegetables Mm -hmm. listen if you just throw a little salt pepper italian seasoning like what find what you like You'll never stop eating them because they taste good, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and for me, like, I eat a lot of just, like, meat and rice, chicken and rice, beef and rice. And with a good seasoning, it's delicious. And seasoning itself doesn't have calories. It just mm-hmm. adds some flavor. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some sodium, but mm-hmm. sodium in itself isn't a bad thing. Um, so that's another big one. You know, if you're getting bored of your food, go pick out a seasoning that looks good to you at the store, and I promise it's going to level up that meal. Oh, a thousand times. And I'm laughing because I just discovered seasonings besides salt and pepper probably uh-huh. about a year ago. Yeah. I never dabbled with anything else, um, but it does make a difference. You know, your food should be fun. You should enjoy eating and think of it as fueling your body because that's what it is. So you don't have to stick to the same thing every day. So you can mix it up. There's great recipe books. There's great things that you can just find online. Of There are so you know, many resources now. alterations, like swaps here and there for healthier options, but mm-hmm. then also... You can still have your favorite meal with just using different ingredients. Yeah. And like it the same. 
that's another big one and not something that I put on our list here but that we can get into a little bit is swapping things out. Mm -hmm. Um, So for example, let's say that you love like chicken parm, right? That's like a meal that you love to make. If you Google healthy chicken parm, Mm -hmm. you will immediately find an option that's like half the calories that taste just as good Mm -hmm. simply by buying low-fat cheese and, you know, um, a sauce with less sugar Mm -hmm. and maybe air frying the chicken instead of frying it in a pan. Mm -hmm. Things like that. Like, are there any swaps that you discovered for, like, typical items? I know you like to bake. Anything along that line? I do, and it's funny because I never cooked for myself. I never baked for myself. Mm -hmm. Definitely with quarantine, I think that helped. Oh, yeah. Um, Banana bread was the official food sponsor of quarantine, so. I dabbled a little bit, but I was having fun with it because I was creating these things that tasted great. But, you know, I was finding alternatives for healthier options of, you know, they tasted great, just like the usual ones I eat, Mm -hmm. but they made me feel good, too. They didn't make me feel bad. Um, swaps. The pasta was one of them. I think some rice I'll choose alternatives for. Certain breads I'll choose alternatives for. Um, I found that dairy doesn't make me feel great, so Mm -hmm. a lot of times I'll swap for almond milk or coconut milk, um, products, and it makes a difference and it tastes all the same to me. Yeah. Um, those are probably the biggest things, the grains and the... Yeah, that's great. Um, we gave a little shout out to the air fryer, but guys, (laughs) if you don't have an air fryer... You can get them now for like 50, 60 bucks and they're super fun. That's another easy and simple and that's what we love. Yeah. Oh yes. We're all about that. Um, But also in terms of like healthy food, right? So if you like anything fried, Mm -hmm. I'm talking French fries, chicken cutlets, Mm -hmm. you name it. You can make it in the air fryer and cut out so many calories by mm. not drenching it in oil. And it mm. comes out, I promise, it comes out just as good. There are little simple changes that I think if you're just not aware of them in the first place, you know no different. But right. once you know the little changes that you can make, how much they affect what you're putting into your body, it's just insane. Yeah, definitely. And maybe you're not somebody who wants to jump into like tracking calories and tracking yeah. macros. And that's what this episode is all about is the simple things you can do. Mm-hmm. So look for those swaps, you know, next time you go to buy a jar of sauce, like find one that has a few less calories. Um, and then in terms of baking, one that I know a lot of people do that I've done myself is if you like to bake muffins, breads, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you can swap applesauce for oil or butter. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're making a banana bread, shut up banana bread, um, and there's like half a cup of oil. Mm-hmm. Half a cup of oil is like, let me do some quick math. That's eight tablespoons. That's like 600, 700 calories at least, mm-hmm. just in the oil. Mm-hmm. You can literally swap that one for one with applesauce, mm-hmm. which is like 50 calories, mm-hmm. and it tastes just as good. That's a super quick, you know, fix. And, like, I promise, some healthy things don't taste as good. I recognize that. But that switch has been tremendous for me. Yeah, I've made some switches lately, and I'll feed my dad some cookies, and he'll ask for some, is this healthier? I say, just eat it. Tell yeah. me if you like it after, and I've won him over with some things. I love that. There's so many things out there. But um, for the, as, as the applesauce, I know a lot of people use that when they bake. I've found that apples just don't sit well with me. I don't okay. know why. So I don't go so much for you know, the less calorie dessert, but it's more so the ingredients that I'm using. So I'll use, instead of using regular butter, I'll use vegan butter. Instead of using regular milk, I'll use almond milk, Mm -hmm. um, coconut oil, I use a lot of things. So those things still have either a high fat volume or, you know, a lot of calories, but they're just cleaner, cleaner ingredients or things that sit well with me better. Okay. 
And that's all the difference for me as well. Yeah, so that's great. About the calories. And again, all, it totally depends on your goals, right? Like yeah. for you, you like to eat food that's going to make you feel good, feel mm-hmm. energized, reduce that inflammation. That's awesome. And for somebody who's like looking to lose some weight and wants to mm-hmm. have those blueberry muffins, you know, like go for the lower calorie. Like all of this is so flexible. It's all on a spectrum, you know, take some time to figure out what it is that you're really looking to achieve. Like, mm-hmm. why do you want to get healthy? And that'll help kind of guide your decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is so fun, Taylor. I'm having a great time. We could talk for hours. (laughs) I know. Um, So switching gears a little bit from food here, another really big tip is getting enough sleep. Yes. Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. So I would probably say if someone's going to, you know, start on a new journey of feeling better, losing weight, whatever it may be, the biggest things are hydration, drinking water, and sleep. And I Mm -hmm. think a lot of people overlook this. And I think when it comes to getting enough sleep, it's easier said than done you know I'm not someone who puts my head on the pillow and knocks out right away it takes me a while to fall asleep um but some of the strategies I use I know you know six to eight hours of what they typically say and that's going to be different for everyone I find that I feel my best when I get about seven to eight hours um but I think the biggest thing that's helped me kind of optimize my sleep is getting on a consistent sleep schedule and I think I listened to a podcast maybe that you had shared and they talked about sleep in it and going to bed around the same time getting up around the same time has really made that difference for me and sometimes I feel I seem like a grandma to my friends or my family Mm -hmm. because oh it's 10 o'clock and I go to go to bed but I feel my best when I'm when I stay on that schedule um on top of that I think I'm just winding down down before bed so I try to get off my phone or computer or tv and it's easier said than done. It doesn't always happen, but trying to get away from that blue light, you know, whether it's, you know, picking out my clothes for the next day, sitting down and reading a book, um, has really made the difference for me. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So many things you said there that I love. Number one is one of my goals for going forward with my health and fitness is to work on that wind down routine. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely, and a lot of us, especially when you're a student or like if you work from home, you sit at your laptop until the last possible second. Mm-hmm. And then you get into bed. But like you said, it's hard to fall asleep. It's hard to turn your brain off when you do that. So I'm definitely looking to um, establish some kind of routine similar to a morning routine, but Mm -hmm. do it at nighttime helps your sleep. Mm -hmm. And I love that sleep consistency is something that you notice that helps you. Um, I'm big into sleep science. I read a lot of research Mm -hmm. on it. And they've done research on pretty much every sleep hack that exists. Mm -hmm. And what they've found is that the most powerful in terms of improving your quality of sleep is that consistent sleep schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and quality sleep. Too. Yeah, exactly. So the reason why is our circadian rhythm drives not only our sleep and wake cycles, mm-hmm. but also your hormones, um, your insulin, your glucagon, your cortisol, all mm-hmm. of these things. So when you go to bed and wake up at a consistent time, and maybe it's not on the minute, but like yeah. within an hour of each other, mm-hmm. what that will do is not only give you better sleep, and therefore give you more energy, but it'll regulate your hormone levels so that when you wake up in the morning, your awake and energized hormones are higher and your like rest and digest hormones are lower. Mm -hmm. So all of that together is going to make you feel better, Mm -hmm. which will then in turn allow you to make better food choices, get to the gym, exercise, go for walks. Like so many of us are walking around in a state of chronic sleep deprivation. It's so overlooked. And you have no idea mm-hmm. how bad you feel until you fix it. And mm-hmm. my seven to eight hours of sleep is something that is non-negotiable now. You know, mm-hmm. like, of course, I go out, I'll go to the bar, I'll have a late night. But it takes me like three days to recover now, yeah. you know. And it's like, 
it's so so powerful yeah and everyone's different because i know you know i optimize off a certain level i know some people five hours and they're good to go mm-hmm. but it's also not just the time but it's the quality of sleep so when people track their sleep i've never really done that where you see you know when you're in a deep sleep but it's the quality of sleep so if you're in that mm-hmm. REM cycle that's the sleep that you're looking for not tossing and turning all totally. night and if that's the case you may have high stress levels you may have not been winding down before bed and your brain is still going yeah um so it's not going to be as efficient if you're not getting that yeah there's so many different sleep. things and if you're interested in sleep a little plug to myself episode two of the goal set mindset <laughs> podcast i talked about some of my top tips um but yeah it's interesting one more thing i'll say about sleep is there's a research study that became pretty popular i don't have the citation of it i'll try to find it but um Basically, they looked at the impact of sleep on food choices, Mm -hmm. and they did this controlled study with young people where half of them slept like seven to eight hours a night, half of them slept less, maybe like five hours, Mm -hmm. and then what they did was they brought them to a room with all different kinds of food, and they had like fruits and vegetables, and they had like cookies and cake or snacks, Mm -hmm. and what they did was just simply observe what people went for. And all of these people had established that they had a weight loss goal, like they had an intrinsic motivation to choose a healthy food. But what they saw was that the people who slept more went for the healthy food Mm -hmm. because they felt better and like psychologically you're in a better state to make that choice. And the people who were sleep sleep deprived literally chose the unhealthy food. Mm -hmm. The only difference was the amount of sleep they got. So if you feel like you have trouble making the right choice, consistency is hard Mm -hmm. so again set yourself up for success Mm -hmm. get that sleep because your brain is going to be in a state to think rationally Mm -hmm. and when you go to reach for the potato chips at the gas station on your road trip you'll Mm -hmm. say wait wait wait. let me see if they have a yogurt instead Mm -hmm. you know yeah prioritize your sleep you know you can't pour from an empty cup so if you're not getting sleep you're not going to function great for the day you probably won't be your best self Mm -hmm. um, to help others so really prioritize your sleep yeah, it's important. so important for Prioritize mental health, too. Prioritize schedule and consistency and what works for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, one of the other points I want to make here is talking about managing stress. This is a tough topic. It's definitely something that's hard to do, but um, the connection between mental health and physical health is mm-hmm. so strong. Mm-hmm. Both of them need to be at a good level to kind of support each other, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about stress management what are some strategies that you know people can use well I think there's you know it's no surprise but especially PT students we mm-hmm. have a lot of stress you know, sure do. very stressful um but it's like you said taking the time to do things for yourself to unwind um you know we live in a culture that people um what's the word kind of look at grinding as a great yeah thing. grind and, you know, culture no hustle sleep. culture yeah that's you know that's really not all that it should be um when you're setting through the day, you're working, you need to take time for yourself. And those little refreshing moments are going to help your brain to kind of optima- up to work optimally um, and set yourself up for a better day. I know we are both fans of journaling and gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I like to start my day with. I know you do as well. And it kind of just starts my day with looking at the positive things in my life to kind of just start my day with a positive outlook and set myself up for success. But as it comes to during the day, just for an example, when I'm studying, if I have a big test coming up, I found that, you know, being on for 30 minutes, not looking at my phone and studying, and then taking a five-minute break 
kind of gives me a little reset throughout the day and doesn't make me feel overwhelmed. So kind of doing like a block scheduling style has worked for me um, in the student aspect, but just doing things that I love. So, you know, I have my morning routine. I have my night routine. I have those little things in the day, whether it's working out is a stress reliever for me. You know, having a nice cup of coffee is a stress reliever Mm -hmm. for me. You're going for a walk or listening to a positive podcast. It's different for everyone. But I think um, finding those things that are stress relievers for you are important. Yeah, definitely. Um, That's great. I'm so glad that you do take time for yourself because it is so important. And I think it's very powerful that at our age, we are both 24 years old, Mm -hmm. that we've realized the importance of these things because there's a lot of people later in life who have been in this chronic stress state for Mm -hmm. a long time and it's a lot harder to get out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, It just makes you more resilient, you know, Mm -hmm. taking time for yourself. And I like that you mentioned that you prioritize your morning. Mm -hmm. Um, We both have a gratitude practice. I know Mm -hmm. you do some journaling as well. And, you know, when you first start something like that, nobody really like loves to take the time and do it at first it's it seems like a chore it's like Mm -hmm. is this gonna work but what gravitated us towards it is that there is science behind it you know Mm -hmm. there's a reason why when you go to tj maxx there's like a million gratitude journals (laughs) because it works people people like it people find value in it so um definitely like trying a strategy like that trying to work on some mindfulness Mm -hmm. but most importantly making time for yourself Mm -hmm. um like you said, hustle culture is real. As a student, as a professional in fitness, like, mm-hmm. y- like you'll sleep when you're dead sort of mentality. Yeah. And I will admit that I definitely was more on that side of things a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I never prioritized my sleep and my mm-hmm. stress management and things like that. But now I am that person who in the middle of a day, I'll go exercise, I'll go for a bike ride. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people turn their head and are like, how do you have time for that? You know, Mm -hmm. shouldn't you be doing this instead? Mm -hmm. But like you said, taking that time to reset Mm -hmm. will make you perform better Mm -hmm. at whatever it is that you're doing. So like you're literally making an investment Mm -hmm. in yourself by taking that time. Yeah. And it's funny because I know I'm you as well, but I'm someone who loves to have a lot going on. I love to be busy. When I'm not busy, I don't know what to do with myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like to have a lot going on. But with that being said... When I have a full day schedule, I block time for the things that I love to do. I block time for my workout. I block time when so I go important. work to, you know, unwind, watch a YouTube, uh, you know, channel for a little bit. Because those are things that I enjoy and kind of make me unwind for my day or whatever whatever it is. Um, even just getting outside, like you said, like, whatever's going to raise your endorphins and make you feel better, those are important things that I don't think those should be overlooked. Definitely. As non-negotiables. Yeah, and like you owe it to yourself, right? You work so hard. Your mm-hmm. body works so hard mm-hmm. to do all of these things that you're doing. You deserve 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is. And, you know, we just listed a whole host of things that we do. It wasn't overnight that we yeah. took on all these habits. Like, start with one thing. Start with a daily walk. Start with watching tv like do something that makes you happy and don't feel guilty doing it and i think what you have to recognize is if you have certain goals if your body has high cortisol high stress levels those goals are going to take a lot longer to Mm -hmm. achieve or you may not even get there um i think you have to put yourself first and i think it's very easy for people to look at you and say well how come you can't do this but you have time to work out you have time to go for a walk but you know you can't go out to the bar you can't go out with this it's you have to prioritize the things that are important to you that make you feel good that sets you up sets you up to achieve your goals 
Um, and that's what should come first. Yeah. I'm really glad you just said that because that's something that I am working on. Mm-hmm. I have a really, really hard time saying no. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of my goals for myself going forward that it's not it's not always saying no, but sometimes it's just saying not right now. It's prioritizing things. I know I'm someone, and you know, I'm trying to find balance because I think sometimes I'll sway too much to one side than the other, but I'd rather prioritize getting a good night's sleep and being refreshed and getting up on a Saturday morning early to go do things during the day than staying out late and going to a bar and feeling like crap the whole weekend to recover. So for me, it's, you know, I'm going to make my choices based on what my goals are and how I'm going to feel. Yeah, we're, we're growing up, Taylor. I bet <laughs> I know that our moms are going to listen to this, and I know they're going to be so proud when they hear us agree on this. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of growing into yourself and learning mm-hmm. what really matters to you. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say yes. And it's okay to change. Like, it's mm-hmm. okay to be different. Um for anybody who knew me a few years ago as an undergrad student at the University of Scranton, I was a big party girl, you know, out every night, out every weekend. And I don't regret any of that. I wouldn't change it for the world. I had a blast. But now I have different goals. I have different priorities. And, you know, having more than three drinks in a night doesn't feel good to me anymore. It doesn't feel worth it. And if you're listening to this and you enjoy those things, that's great. You know, that's your life. Um, but it's okay to wake up one day and say, you know what? Like, I know that this is how my friends know me. I know that this Mm -hmm. is how people see me, but I don't see myself like this anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and even if you're, you're somebody who's older, you know, you don't deal with the whole college peer pressure (laughs) thing, but like, maybe you have this routine that you have a glass of wine every night. Mm -hmm. You have this story that you tell yourself, I need the glass of wine. I've always had a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. Maybe ask yourself you know, try to see yourself from a third person point of view and ask yourself, but what does the wine do for you? Mm -hmm. It makes me feel relaxed. It, you know, it clears my mind. Okay. Let's find something healthier to Mm -hmm. fulfill that same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's okay to change. It is. And like for me going back to drinking, not that I had a problem by any means, but I definitely used (laughs) drinking and partying as a way of social connection. Mm -hmm. For me, it was time with my friends. It was laughing, having fun. I have been so grateful that through, honestly, through Instagram this year, I have found other people who are like-minded to me, Mm -hmm. who I set up a FaceTime with, a Zoom call with, and I connect in a healthier way, Mm -hmm. and I get that same excitement, Mm -hmm. and, you know, like, you can change the habits that you have to be the person that you want to be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Good point. Totally. Um, And then, just to kind of wrap things up here, all of these things considered, we just gave so many awesome tips. Number one thing is to try your best to be consistent. Mm-hmm. That is going to trump everything else. Um, consistency, whether it's with your exercise, your nutrition, or just your daily habits. You know, when we started with their gratitude journals, I'm, I still don't do it every day. I'm still working on it. I just bought a journal yesterday that I'm supposed to do I'm so proud day. of you. Thank you. I'm excited. Um, but it's making things consistent. It's making the choice to do them every day, and then it will no longer become a choice, and it will become more of a habit. Um, and that's when you're going to see those real results. You know, I've always tried to live a balanced and maintainable, healthy lifestyle. So that doesn't mean doing the same thing every day or eating the same thing every day. It's being consistent with finding that balance, with balancing and knowing how to do those things. Um, so it's going to take some time, but you've got to put the work in to be consistent. Yeah, it's a matter matter of how bad you want it. And um it's, it's awesome that we're establishing these habits now and some people might listen and be like, you're so young, you know, why do you, why are you doing all these things? Like just enjoy yourself, live your life sort of thing. But the mentality that I have is like, 
Yeah, right now, I don't have a lot of the stresses that I'm going to have in the future. Mm -hmm. I don't have a family and kids to feed and a lot of finances to worry about. But creating these habits now, Mm -hmm. learning the importance of sleep, making it an intrinsic like habit that I can't break to Mm -hmm. get enough sleep, to eat good food, to spend time with my own mind. Mm -hmm. Like when those days come, when life does get really hard, because it will at some Mm -hmm. point, right? Um, those are, it's going to be so much easier to continue to do those things. You know, it's, it's harder to start when you're in a really dark place. It's not to say you can't do it, Mm -hmm. but if you're somebody who like doesn't have a ton on your plate right now, Mm -hmm. this is a really, really great opportunity for you to make these things a habit. Yeah, I agree. And it's also never too late to change and be Mm -hmm. the person that you want to be. It's, you have to want it for yourself and no one else is going to want it for you. Definitely. And, you know, don't be afraid to reach out for people to people for support. I think that if you can find somebody to go along this journey with you, mm-hmm. it makes it so much easier. You yeah. know, having like minded people, I would say your vibe attracts your tribe. I like that. people that think the same way. Julie is one of those. Yeah, people. totally. Um, definitely help along the way and help to motivate you. You know, you are the closest. What is it? Five people you surround yourself mm-hmm. with. So I think it's important to pick people with similar goals and yeah, that that was all really great, Taylor. And definitely, like, if you have somebody in your life who does these things already, mm-hmm. if you have somebody in your life who can help you, who has a little bit of knowledge, you know, Taylor and I, like, we're so passionate about this stuff. We absolutely love to talk about these things, to help people through them. Not because we're experts, but because we've gone through those beginning steps. Like, mm-hmm. we know what it's like to get started. So many phases. Oh, my God. So And we're so young, and we've already gone through so much with this, right? So... If you are listening to this wondering, I have no idea where to start, you know, I don't really have people to help me, look around, you probably do, you know, reach out to us, but also like find a family member or a friend or somebody to help hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. Set goals that are meaningful to you Mm -hmm. and work these things in around them. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't need to do everything at once. Start with one sustainable, achievable thing and that'll compound over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Taylor, one final question that all of my guests receive. This podcast is centered around setting goals and achieving them with the principles of passion, perseverance, and performance. So what's a personal goal that you have right now, and how are you working towards it? Um, I feel like I always have a bunch of goals for myself. I think at the end of the day, I just want to be better than I was the day before, like most people say. Um, But right now, I guess fitness-wise, a goal is to add diversity kind of to my training style. Um, I've really found that I've enjoyed, you know, doing full body workouts, doing HIIT style training. Um, it feels the best for my body. It may not get me to certain physicals that I want, but it just makes me feel the best. Um, but I really want to try to incorporate other modes of exercise. Um, so trying things like being more consistent with yoga. I dabble with yoga every now and then, but I would like to make it more of a routine. Um, I would love to get into boxing a little bit. Add some running in there. Running's not my favorite, but I want to be really well-rounded. I want to almost train like an athlete, like I used to be. Um, I want to feel like a weapon. You know, I want to be strong in my own body, um, and I'm working towards that every day and every week, trying to set myself up with something new. Julie and I are actually trying a Pilates class in a little bit today. Yeah, which I'm super excited for since I've never done it before. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. That's awesome. I'm a little like freaked out right now that you're like in my brain because I have the exact same really? fitness goals right now, looking to diversify, looking to feel like an athlete again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's awesome. That's definitely a journey that we can, you know, take together and mm-hmm. talk more about. Um, but that's great. I'm super excited for you. Thank you. 
Okay, it's easier said than done. Yeah, one hundred percent. Taylor, this was one of the most fun conversations I've ever had. This I'll definitely great. have to have you back on to dive more into things. Yes, um, but where can listeners reach out to you? Um, listeners can find me on Instagram. Um, my handle is at it's Tay by Day, so it's Tay dot by dot D A Y Y, um, and it's kind of just I use it. I started the account just to be accountable to myself. Um, I don't know that I add a lot of great content as much as Julie does, but I kind of just, you know, it's for me, it's for fun. Um, I try to share some positive quotes and positivity. I think that's probably more what I do than fitness. Um, it's just putting positivity out there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's one of my missions too, but I will definitely put Taylor's link in the description of the podcast so you guys can find her. Um, reach out to either of us if you have any questions if you have any comments if any of these things work for you we would love to hear about it Um, Taylor thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me wish us luck at Pilates today yeah (laughs) I'm super excited I think it's going to kick our butt a little bit I think so too (laughs) thank you Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. I hope you learned about a few tips that you can start doing now to make steps towards fitness and health. Remember that you just need to start somewhere. It doesn't need to be complicated. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a family member or friend who is looking to get healthier. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will be back next week with another episode.